0: Do what you can with what you have where you are. The old Teddy Roosevelt saying has consistently been a helpful reminder during my journey into living a sustainable life, but to fully understand the real gravity in this quote, it requires an extra thought and a little bit of a step back. At the beginning, do what you can brings us to the foundations of exploring the effort it takes to change ourselves and our habits into those that benefit our environment. It speaks to building that initial motivation to do, well, anything in the first place, which is just so fundamental. Do what you can with what you have is its own bit of guidance in that it reminds us of our tendency to use tools to help overcome those challenges. Tools could refer to physical objects, gadgets, and other tangible innovations, but we can't forget that the word tools is also referring to a myriad of mental and emotional skills developed over time many of which require lots of patience and diligence to develop. Doing what we can with what we have means choosing to incorporate those physical and mental realms together throughout our problem-solving processes. So that leaves us at the end, the where you are part. This is a powerful and crucial addition to this saying. It adds a clever accountability to what Teddy is saying here. If the original saying stopped at do what you can with what you have, it would kind of lack a sense of personal accountability, wouldn't it? By saying where you are, we're reminded of an important sense of urgency and critical responsibility. Those last three words help us remember that no matter where we are, there is something we can do with what we have to foster sustainable changes. Do what you can with what you have, where you are. That is what makes sustainability so different than say, going green. Being green is merely a trend, a surface-level effort, but sustainability is all about establishing the right mindset, inducing major changes within. Back in episode four, my guest Dylan Stigemeyer of the Theodores joined us to discuss public action. Well, he's back today with a new children's book called Lou and the Animals. This whimsical tale tells the story of a young girl who, with the help of her animal friends in the wild and at the zoo, journeys to find a way to rid the natural world of all litter. It's still in its first days and hasn't seen mass publication quite yet, but Dylan was cool enough to talk to me about it for a bit and I'm thrilled to share it with you guys. Also, Dylan has allowed me to share the whole book with you, so do stick around until the end when I'll be reading the book in its entirety just before the outro. So let's continue into our bonus episode featuring our very first book review of Lou and the Animals. Meyer has returned hello sir hello good to have you back man how's Sweden at this time of year it's pretty cold and dark but uh, it's good yeah yeah how have, have you been enjoying north Idaho since you've been to town
1: yeah uh, it's nice to see friends and family and do a little bit of skiing
0: got quite a few good days so yeah you have been skiing it up yeah yeah I mean, where do you where's your favorite to go while you're out here I, like, look out. I, I just went to
1: look out in Silver, basically. yeah. yeah. Did you hear about the avalanche at Silver? Yeah. Uh, pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. Uh, my roommate, in fact, has been going there for his, most of his life, and he was talking about how, I mean, he's really never seen anything quite like that before. Really nuts. Um, as far as avalanches go, we'd never really see that kind of thing over there as far as I get. so.
1: Yeah, I mean, an inbound avalanche like that is pretty scary deal actually my buddy steve is on ski patrol there on no way was yeah one of the first people on scene i think and you can tell it really uh affected everybody at silver mountain it did
0: and of course for the people that passed away and the lives affected i mean my heart really goes out to those folks it's it was a total tragedy and scary for sure um in fact Speaking of my roommate, I remember he was calling people trying to make sure that nobody we knew was up there, and thank goodness nobody was, but anyway, not to get... I actually... Well, a little bit off topic, (laughs)
1: Yes. yesterday I rode at Silver, and uh, they actually buried me so the dog could practice like retrieval. Yeah. So yeah, you know, like sat in the snow for 10 minutes while the dog came and found you, and then you tug on the toy with him. Yeah. Yeah, but kind of... I mean, yeah, it, it would be... Something when you're sitting in that surrounded by snow, you know, I mean, it makes you think for sure. It really, really does. Careful when you're doing anything outdoors, I guess.
0: Yeah, carry one of those trackers with you. Yeah, the beacons. The beacon, that's that's what it's called, yeah. Oh boy. So, anyway, so on to lighter (laughs) Lighter subjects. We got dark there like right away. Sorry. Uh, Hello. And now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So. We are uh, doing something a little bit different today. we're um, on this little bonus episode. I'm really excited to talk about uh, well first off let me let me go back. you may uh, you remember Dylan from episode four Public Action um, when we talked a little bit about a few different things about the art of you know being a fan of improving your community to making that step to really becoming an active member that really, Makes steps to improve your community, takes action to improve your community. And, and uh, during that episode, we talked a little bit about how you were planning on writing a children's book. And lo and behold, here it is. Yeah. It's <laughs> right here. It's done. I and did it. it is a beautiful book uh, Lou and the Animals, it's called. And uh, so I, I read this book not too long ago and it's impressive, man. I'm so excited that this is done. Thanks, and uh, man, so we're gonna talk a little bit about the book, do a little review, get get some feedback from Dylan on, on where this thing came from, and and uh, just talk a bit about the art of uh, well, well, we'll get we'll get into it, we'll get into it. So first off, Lou and the animals. What was your main inspiration for this book? Well, I mean, my first daughter's name is Louisa, and we were
1: reading a lot of royale doll or yeah i I'd normally say ronald but I, that's not yeah, yeah. Uh, you know and it was like all that rhyming type of stuff and so i mean yeah. i had uh, i knew i wanted to write a kid's book to kind of coincide with what i was doing with the theodores because i mm-hmm. thought it would be a good way to get into schools and kind of you know use the website that i've built um so yeah I titled it after my daughter and then yeah the It was dark really dark in sweden last winter and uh oh yeah and and, yeah so i just sat down and started to basically copy the rhyme scheme of stuff that i was reading to her at night Mm -hmm. and uh i got something that was uh we'll say kind of crappy but luckily my wife is kind (laughs) of a wordsmith and so i just passed uh, that draft off to her and you know like that was kind of the skeleton and then She really helped smooth it out and make it much much stronger. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's that's where it came from—just reading to my daughter at night and wanting to do something with the Theodores.
0: Well, it it came out really cool. I mean, I like I love the animation of it. It uh, it's got such a really cool like. Well, it looks like it was painted. We'll talk a bit about that. But is this the the main character, the little blonde girl? Is that based on your daughter? Yeah,
1: I mean, so I found I don't know if you've heard of Fiverr.com, but you can find. Uh, like, people put their services out there for graphic design or oh, illustration. Yeah. Or, yeah, I have heard of that. Yeah, so I, I searched through a Fiverr to find a really hungry young artist that probably didn't know what their skill set was worth, we'll say. Was
0: it the, you you mentioned it was a girl from Romania? Yeah. Is it, was it the same person? Yeah. So, cool. Yeah, yeah, I found her, and, um,
1: you know, basically, you know, she had on there for what it was to do one illustration, and I said, hey, I'm kind of looking to do this whole book. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. She was gonna be studying
0: in Italy, I think. Io Ioana. Yeah, Is I'm that...
1: not even sure how to pronounce it because I've only um, talked to her through like, oh, like email, t- email and tra- stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I hope if you're out there and you're listening to this, I don't. I'm butchering your first name. I'm 100 percent sure. Ioana, or I think Ioana <laughs> Mania or Mania. I'm yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for how bad I'm butchering your name, but. I wanted to give you some kind of credit, but the illustration looks wonderful.
1: Yeah, she really nailed it. Um, you know, and I mean, it kind of, when you're working through Fiverr, it's kind of weird because they would give you all these, like, pretty tight deadlines. And, you know, I was like, yeah. I don't, it can take you a couple months. I mean, I just want to make sure that, like, we do a good job. You know, I'm not so much on the deadlines or, like, I need it by this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and so we, I kept extending deadlines for her, and uh, she kept turning out really good work. Uh, and she is really talented, and um, yeah, I was able to mail her a copy of the book. And
0: so, how would she do it? Would she would she send you like one page, like one spread at a time, like or, or what was? I mean, the I basically was? just
1: told her. I sent her the text, and I said, you know, I don't. The only the only requirements I really had was at that point we I hadn't had um, the word zoo didn't fit into the rhyme scheme, and so right. I was kind of like <laughs> that needs to be an illustration. And then I said I'd like the main character um, to kind of look like my daughter. And the rest of it, I mean, my brother is an artist, so I know it can be kind of difficult sometimes. Or, you know, like I didn't want to mess with her vision too much. So I was just like, so she did, she's like, I'll do some, she would just do some sketches and they all looked really good. And and so that, yeah, I mean, it's all kind of her idea based on the text that I sent her, I guess.
0: It must've been cool for the artist too. Just like, yeah, I have this, gig writing a book for some dude across the world <laughs> yeah well you know, what, like, i
1: mean what would be cool is if the book actually um kind of gets into schools or you yeah know, does what it's supposed to do yeah i think i think she
0: has your daughter read this book yet
1: yeah i have read it to her that's how i know so the the tagline on it you know is trash trash it should not be please take it away from me right and that's how i know it works is because like i read it to her then we went outside and yeah like an hour later she was chanting it to herself oh so, that's yeah, I, mean, uh, it's, I love uh, that yeah i feel like um it should work it should do her yeah job. yeah and she's four she was three at the time but yeah so it seems to be doing cool. this job
0: i love that and that's the perfect i mean what a perfect age too for these little books i feel like yeah anywhere from two to four is like such a great age for these well books. it's kind of, i mean like
1: we I mean she goes to daycare in Sweden so I took mm-hmm. it and like gave a copy to her class you know and yeah. she thinks it's pretty cool to have a a book that she can show her friends and mm-hmm. be in it. <laughs> yeah. Yes,
0: that's awesome. Yeah, she's famous at an early age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. But... It's got a it's got a whimsical and playful feel to it, but it does such a good job at addressing a big problem, which is of course trash existing, litter existing. What was the writing process like in terms of making it appeal to kids, and what's been the response so far?
1: I've just shown it to, like, friends and family and stuff, mostly. I mean, I did try mm-hmm. to, like, seek out some publishers, because I do think if you actually want to spread it, it would be easier. If, but I never got anything back from any anybody there. But, I mean, like, when my friends and... Yeah, the people are real receptive. Mm-hmm. I think some people... When I was, like, showing... I used to have it on my phone in, like, a Dropbox file. Yeah. And I'd tell people I'm working on a children's book. Like, yeah, some (laughs) friends in Sweden, and and then they would read it, and their response was always, like, wow, that's actually really good.
0: (laughs) That's such a backhanded compliment. (laughs) Like, huh, (laughs) wow, (laughs) you wrote this? Yeah. You did this? Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I kind of got a lot of those. So I would say it's been uh, really good. And, yeah, yeah, I think some people... I think they're surprised at how good it is. I'm surprised at how good it turned out. I mean, when you read it, it yeah, it's actually, it is. You know, it's great. Cr- I mean, good.
0: I gotta tell you, I'm I'm on that side of like I think this is such a good book. The that mantra, trash, trash, it should not be. Please take it away from me. is so fun to me. I love I love reading about how the little um, animals are talking to her the whole time. She's getting advice from all the animals. She goes to the zoo to get advice from the animals who are telling her how to how to get human beings, other human beings on board with picking up trash. And it's just, it's such a simple little story, but it, it's inspiring. Like by the time you get to the end of it, it does such, it really opens up and it's like, you know, here's a flag for you to take next time you visit a park or a lake, take it with you wherever you're going, pick up trash and feel assured knowing you're being a part of the solution to the problem of garbage and pollution. I read that part and I was like, yeah, all right. Cause it's it's so good. I mean, it was it was just a fun experience knowing that this book exists. I I would totally imagine seeing this in the library somewhere.
1: I mean, that's where I'm hoping uh, to you know apply for some grants. But I mean, I mean right now like I print it as a trade manual or something on Blurb. That's the yeah. cheapest, so I can get it yeah for about four fifty or five dollars a copy, which isn't too bad, you know. I mean, so like. I mean, that's pretty doable, I feel like, to get it in every school in Idaho. You Mm -hmm. know, you could do that with uh, a few thousand bucks. Yeah. You know, and I mean, like... So, yeah, that, to me, is uh, kind of exciting. Uh, I was trying to plan a project that, like, hopefully didn't cost a lot to print them. I mean, that, like, to me, was uh, get something quality, but, like, make it very, very affordable Mm because I knew I wanted to try to get it in the schools and try to do runs, you know? So, I mean, like, to me, I don't know... Lions Club, or whoever's giving money in Court d'Alene, you know, if I said, hey, I want to get this book in every elementary school, like mm-hmm. it, you could do it, and it wouldn't it wouldn't
0: cost you too much. Yeah. Yeah. So it's doable. Yeah. I could totally see and, and that. And now one.
1: that you have the, the book that you could send in with the application, you know, I mean, um, yeah, I think, I, gotta, don't know, I, I don't yeah. know how hard it'll be to get stuff like that funded, but I, I feel it feels uh, doable now that I have the book.
0: Well... I hope I don't offend any book writers out there right now, but I have seen worse books mm. in in <laughs> in publication. Tons of them. I mean, I
1: go to the children's library all the time. This is how I read kids' books now. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 we go to the children's section. I read a book, and then I think, "Wow, my book was better or worse." You know, and most of the time, I'm like, <laughs> "This Who is, is the gauge now." Who's yeah. publishing this stuff? Like, how do I find a pub- yeah. a publisher? Because yeah, there's. There are some really, really good children's books, but like, there's also really bad, ones. really bad ones for <laughs> yeah. sure. I've
0: seen some that have just been like, "What is this book? Yeah. Why does this exist?" Like, I have seen <laughs> <laughs> not to not to trash on them too much, but because yeah. it probably makes a lot of a different impression on a kiddo. But but it is pretty funny um, when you think about that. But anyway, I I, I really hope that this goes somewhere. This, it's a great book, and I don't know. It's it's about such an important topic, so I. I am, of course, partial to that myself. Yeah, I mean, but. for me,
1: I just tried to create something that was like, okay, th- this is a problem, it's a big problem, and this is how you can engage with it, mm-hmm. even if you're a kid. You know, like, that's what I hope the book teaches, is, yeah. you know, you can be impactful. Yeah. doesn't well, matter your age.
0: on that note, I mean, you're here in the U.S., you're visiting right now, but being that you're a resident in Sweden now, are there significant cultural differences towards the act of littering there compared to the u.s have you noticed I, big differences there
1: i mean anywhere i go i find trash you know i mean i would say like people are much more um cognizant of recycling mm. it, you know like so yeah. all your bottles you can just go to the grocery store and they, they it's called pont, but it's like you know they take i don't know 50 cents or a dollar. Uh, for bottle when you buy it and then you turn it back in you can just do it at the grocery store. Oh, it's and like a deposit. A, yeah. 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 So, I mean, like, everybody's, yeah. like, and all your garbage is recycled. Like, when you go down to the garbage room in the our apartment building, I mean, everything has a bin and you can just throw it. I mean, so, like, that way. But, I mean, when you still, when I'm walking along the river, you know, I find cans and, I mean, stuff that people just yeah. like. So, I mean, it's kind of uh, the same is here in in a lot of ways. They do have a group that's been operating since the the 70s called Halls uh, Ferry a Rent, like keep Sweden clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, uh, but we've had Idaho has like a do not litter campaign for mm-hmm. for a long time as well. So I mean, I'd say yeah, it's it's pretty pretty
0: much the same. Interesting. You'd think you think it'd be a lot I mean, I know here in it probably depends on the city too. I mean, I know here in Coeur d'Alene, we don't have a whole lot to work with. <laughs> In terms of recycling or, or uh, things like that. I mean, we have things like there's raw milk, for example, that you can buy. Whoever sells raw milk and they have a deposit and you can bring the bottle back. But like there isn't a lot that I've seen in terms of, uh, well, for example, like glass recycling. We see some like you, you can go. There is a place you can go here and you can mm. take it. But it's, it's, uh, it's, extra, it's a pretty good bit of extra work. It's not as simple as like putting it in a bin. Well, I, like I mean, when like,
1: I was like, they, they were doing like a membership fee. You had, I don't oh, know yeah. If they're still doing that. But yeah, you had to be a member of Cordelline Glass or, or, or whatever uh, the name of the company. That was a while ago. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, in Sweden, it's yeah, I mean, every apartment building has like colored glass, metal, mm-hmm. batteries, like, you know, whatever. Batteries, even. Wow.
0: Now, as we're on the topic of picking up trash, I wanted to take a quick break to make sure you knew about our upcoming Community Trash Pickup event. The first one of the year on Saturday, March 21st. Come join me along with our amazing sponsors Coffee Roboto, Mac Bread, and CDA Bike in the very best kind of spring kickoff. Volunteers will want to meet us at CDA Bike Company at 10 a.m. for free snacks and hot drinks before the cleanup begins at 11. Come support a good cause with good people. Also, be looking out for big changes to the podcast coming soon. I'm working on a new look, a book club, and lots more episodes. But for right now, let's get on back to the show. Now, the book, of course, going back to the book, is talking about picking up litter. You're no stranger to trash pickups. Obviously, you started the Theodore's to pick up trash. You, uh, Your organization was a big inspiration for the pickups that I've organized. And how do kids respond in your experience to the act of picking up trash? I mean, is it a fun experience?
1: Yeah, what? I mean, I, I don't know. I've probably been in a classroom like 10 or 12 times, and uh, the kids are always super excited. They just like going outside, you know? Right. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's for them and anything that I found, like, if you're excited about something, a kid normally will be too. You know, I mean, they very mm. they want to, most of the time, please people, do the right thing. So if you come in right. and you're like, yeah, I'm excited about this. Can you guys help me? Mm-hmm. Normally they're right there. And so every time that I've taken a class out, yeah, it's been <laughs> been a good time. One time <laughs> the kid stepped in, it was like a big, deep composing mushroom or something and I yeah. think he thought he stepped in a big pile of poo. <laughs> That's the only one that really wasn't having yeah. some fun. Uh, he was like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, for the most part <laughs> the kids, I mean, I was going and my sister was teaching first grade and I think she had 22 or 23 first graders and we went out and we did a cleanup together. Mm-hmm. And then she we made little postcards and asked them to do a cleanup at home and mm-hmm. I think every kid in her class went home on their own time as a six-year-old and like cleaned up something around there so i mean they that's understand so cool. yeah i mean it's it is pretty cool you know and i ima- imagine like that's what i would like to do with the book like you mm-hmm. know you could work with like fourth and fifth graders you know take this down to to first graders and i mean you could start like mentoring it just takes time and uh, effort and uh, but yeah the, i think the kids really respond to the idea at any age you know college kids i was I had uh, college. I was teaching at Spokane Falls, and um, so I'd do like service learning assignments. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't make kids do the Theodores, but I was like, "This is an easy one. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that you can't find something because I have a group. You can do it at any time. Right? <laughs> so you can't come with an excuse of I yeah, had to yeah. work or all. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, quite a few of them would pick the Theodores and come in and help me cut flags or yeah go do a cleanup and um yeah once they do cleanup you know then i'd have them write a paper and it was cool to read read their papers i remember one um it was a native american guy and he went around his reservation Mm. and yeah it was a really powerful two pages and i mean it's that's the stuff that makes you feel good and like that's why you keep doing it because a lot of times i feel like you strike out maybe the the book will be not as successful as you hope when you write it. You know, you never. I mean, I, I feel like nothing, n- nothing <laughs> I have done. I feel like has been that successful. You know, but you can tell like um, it resonates with people, mm-hmm. and yeah, people are happy to see you, happy to talk about, want to know what's. So it is gaining traction.
0: Yeah, yeah. But you know, I think to to lift you up a bit on that. <laughs> cause I I I really think. I don't know. I mean, success to me... I think stuff like this... I get so excited when I see little books like this or when I see... Not to inflate your head too much here, but I, I get really excited when I see groups like the Theodores and I see books like this because this uh, this is the kind of thing that might be small at the moment, but it's like if enough people start seeing stuff like this... I mean, this is really the kind of messages that... in our modern age in 2020, that we should be talking about quite a bit more. Um, I think it's interesting how we talk about things like picking up litter so rarely, it seems like. I don't know if you would agree with that, but it it seems like we talk about it a little. Like, yeah, you pick up litter, like people pick up litter, other people pick up litter. Yeah. There's not a lot of like personal responsibility being taught at a young age enough. I mean, some, some people, obviously, not everybody, but... I don't know if you'd agree with that or not, but to me, it's just more of an observation. I mean, I think
1: so. What I think, I mean, I think we don't challenge kids to actually go to nature enough. You know, I mean, like Hmm. everything's always, I mean, it seems like we're moving away from standardized testing a little bit or, but I mean, that's, that's a lot of school and you know, it's, it's just, to me, it's crazy that you got all these buses and we bus everywhere for athletics and I was a big athletic person. You know, but if you actually wanna take a group of kids to wherever, Hayburn State Park or it's like pretty mm-hmm. hard to find money. I mean, I just I know I know it is happening at Lake City, you know, mm-hmm. Jamie Esler, he's doing a really great job and doing environmental science. But I mean yeah, I feel like I keep you know, hearing if his you, name if, pop yeah, up, by if the you way. do like <laughs> yeah. I mean first through sixth grade, I don't know how much those kids are actually accessing the great nature that we have around here and that's kind of what i would like to encourage and that's what you can do with the book you know i mean it's like yeah you could just right. go do a cleanup around your school but what i think would be cool is like can we take kids to farragut oh can yeah we, you know and and it's not that far away and actually try to get them outside more and then yeah. when you get outside how do we be what does it mean to be a good steward of, um, of the land that we're accessing
0: well, I mean, in my own situation, it's like that everywhere. I mean, you, you go to any big park, if you've been to any national park, you'll, you'll come across a time and a moment in a beautiful place where you're like, why is that piece of wrapper here? You know, like, or mm-hmm. that, you know. And it's, it's always, it's discouraging, but at the same time, you, you have a personal, like, realizing that uh, you have a personal responsibility too is encouraging to me, I think. Um, you know, it's, it's too easy... To see that kind of stuff and have like this negative opinion towards your fellow human beings and that kind of thing. And I, I used to feel like that quite a bit. And and I've, I've done some personal reflection there. And I, I think it's important to see that stuff and go, you know what? We do have a responsibility. Each of us does. And someone failed at that responsibility, yes. But it's encouraging knowing that I have the power to do something about this right now. So I'll pick it up. But through picking it up, it's actually really interesting how... And you actually mentioned this in the last podcast by physically reaching down and physically picking it up and seeing it in your hand, it does something in your mind. It actually does something. Like you start to look around and you start to realize uh, yeah, the difference you that you can more, make there. Yeah. You see it more. It's like mushroom hunting in a way. Yeah. You know, yeah like exactly. you, if you've ever been mushroom hunting, like you see one and all of a sudden mm-hmm. you see 50 of them. Mm-hmm. And you're like, whoa, I can, I, wow, I can see all the mushrooms. And it's like that with garbage, kind of. And it's, it's, uh, so to go back to that, it's to me it encourages me when when the idea of picking up trash is spread because when everybody realizes what they can do about the problem, the problem eventually will cease to exist. It will take a while.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like Tubbs Hill is a great example to me because that's probably the, right. one of the most loved places in Coeur d'Alene. You bet. Most used, you know. Yeah. But anytime I go down there, you can find. Quite a bit of garbage i mean just this Always. yeah we went and it's a beautiful sunny day and you know into january or something and i went with my sister and her husband and i mean a lot of it was stuff that washed in from docks, you know and mm-hmm. so we were carrying out these big styrofoam pieces and everybody you know told us thank you like you get a lot of oh thank you thank you thank you but yeah, yeah. Th- i mean what i'm trying to get to is how do we just get every piece like person to grab one or two pieces, and then tubs would be clean. You know, I mean, but it's just mm-hmm. not that. There's hundreds of people accessing that a day. You know, but yeah. the number of people who actually stop and take something out is is not very many. You know, but I, right. but they all recognize the importance of doing it. They thank you when you do it. You know, but so it's how do you just get? But I mean, yeah, if we challenged, you know, everybody who is visiting tubs, like that place would be clean, and it should. You know, like
0: yeah, yeah. I'm excited to uh, to see things like this book and and other ideas that you've got where that takes that kind of mindset. It's a really encouraging mindset. It's something that we need more and more and more of. So I get really excited when I see your work, and I appreciate <laughs> yeah. I appreciate your work a lot. So
1: when I'm excited to see like what the kids do with it, you,
0: you know? bet because that's being... kind of like where I,
1: yeah where I'm excited. You know, is to it's cool to have this now, but it's I mean for me that's the exciting part. You know what. Where it can go that I haven't thought, if you mm-hmm. if you give kids the chance to, to well, do that,
0: you know I think if and this is a daring statement I suppose, but I I think that the younger generation, obviously being the following generation, the more you start to teach this stuff to the younger generations, the more you're going to eventually start to see it as they become into adulthood. And the thing about Gen Z people is that they're probably debatably anyway the one of the most eco conscious generations that's that's come yet uh i mean at least in modern times you know they're just getting to voting age they're just getting into adulthood and they're coming from this age of like seeing these different environmental issues happen and so they've, they're starting to notice this necessity and so i'm really interested to see where the younger kiddos start to just to, to think about that so so anyway what's uh what's next on on your theodore's agenda any ideas uh well i mean
1: I really, I was talking to Sarah and Greg, who built my website with Gravis Tech when I was down there. Yeah. Um, so I'd really like to figure out how to get the website a little more user friendly, um, and I think like having an app built. Like, so I would like, you know, I mean, it takes a lot of keystrokes just to go to thetheodors.org, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, like Instagram people post because it's easy Mm -hmm. and so if i could get an app and my idea was so like you take a picture maybe you have a teddy roosevelt wander animated wander out and plant a flag that you can move anywhere yeah and then you know just try to reduce the what it takes to post because the website and stuff it's working but it's a lot to ask somebody to go to like the website first on their phone then go through everything and Mm -hmm. so Uh, I was talking to them about trying to get an intern this summer, like put out a call, see if we could find a computer science nerd or an app builder who likes mountain biking or fishing. Yeah. Uh, My dad has a house up in uh, Burke Canyon, and so (laughs) putting the pressure on him to see if he'd (laughs) let the intern stay for free. Yeah. um, Because, yeah, I mean, everything I do is... uh, very low on monetary like i don't have a lot of money to throw around and uh, you know i talk to them oh what would it cost to build an app well it's pretty expensive you know but that's like same how i found uh, the young kind of hungry artist you Mm -hmm. know there's talented people out there who they could do it you know but they're going to be young and what they get if they do something for the theaters i think they get something nice put on their portfolio Mm -hmm. you know they get to come to wallace and and recreate. They get to meet Sarah and Greg, who are true professionals in what they're doing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, just be finding that right person. How do you put that call out? But I would really love uh, an application that anybody could just download and use from their phone and make uploading everything mm-hmm. a lot easier. That's where I. I mean, I've wanted that for a couple of years, but things are yeah are slow. You know,
0: things are slow, but you know what? It's it's encouraging to see. And monetary or not, I mean, it's. You have an idea. You've got you've got a goal, and you've you've accomplished a lot. And even though it, you know, uh, to a lot of people it might be, oh, I, you know, it's just a book. I, I think this book is awesome. <laughs> so it's just really cool to see what you've done, and and I'm yeah, really yeah. I got
1: to, there's like a shop up in Wallace called the Blackboard Cafe, and they just opened a bookstore next door called Todd oh, yeah? Bookstore. So yeah, so I got. Uh, the book in there and like patches and flags and little donation box yeah i went to the north idaho trading company yeah and uh i was looking for like a good donation box and they had like this old antique ammo box and i was like well it's not my shop right so i was like if they don't like this could i bring it back and told him it was for the Theodores and he had kind of already heard what we were doing and he's like you can just have it they don't like it you know yeah so that's yeah that's, that's cool. cool and then yeah so yeah brady i went in there and set up the donation box and then next time stopped in a shop and gave him a teddy shirt you know kind of yeah. work the barter system that's how Dude, i it's, operate
0: it 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 works sometimes i mean yeah it, it really it works really that's why work. i've
1: done yeah. everything you know who
0: you know sometimes too is is a huge thing so well it's it's really encouraging to see this this book is really cool the book again is called Lou and the Animals, uh, and you can link.
1: find a link if you go to thetheodores.org. There's a project section, and under there it says children's book, and there's a link where you can buy it on Blurb. But cool. so you can buy it online if you, cool, if you wanted to.
0: So thetheodores.org, go check it out. It is seriously cool. I I am geeking out over the over the book. It's so funny. I'm geeking out over a kid's book but it's it's really fun it's really beautifully animated the story is really good and uh, I I can't talk it up enough so yeah go check it out check out what he's doing and while you're at it check out what the Theodores are doing if you haven't already done that these guys are really really cool Um, they're sponsoring basically sponsoring you know garbage pickups around the world wherever you want them to be if you want to have one by yourself you know we talked about that in episode four and if you haven't checked out episode four yet what are you doing? Get, get on it, man. Go watch an old episode, <laughs> and and check it out. Um, and uh, get get involved. Find a way that you can actually clean up your town and and gain some ownership in your community. It really feels wonderful to do that, and uh, it gives you a sense of purpose within your hometown. And I'm addicted ever since yeah. I've been starting doing. And that. any any, so.
1: I don't know how many teachers you have listening, but uh, any teacher who is interested in doing. A project or getting the book, I mean, you can, my email contact is on the website too. Uh, just email me and uh, I'd love to set up a few classes. Um, yeah, absolutely.
0: If you are interested in this book, if you're, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and, and shout everybody out. If you're a publisher, if you're, <laughs> if you're everybody, <laughs> what is your email? Just go ahead and shout that out.
1: S-T-I-E-D-Y-L-A at ISU.edu is my personal email. Cool. That one works or there's, um, TeddyRTuesdays at gmail.com, which you can find on the website.
0: Excellent. And the website, again, is thetheodores.org. Do go check it out. Dylan, thanks again for coming and yeah, talking, thanks man. thanks for having me. It's really good love, to have you back.
1: coming by. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, safe travels home, man, and uh, we will miss you when you go back to Sweden. Thanks. See you, bro. Thank you all for sticking around to this point. As promised, here is Lou and the Animals. This is a book about a girl named Lou, an amazing kid just like you. Lou liked to go on walks in nature. Rough weather did not faze her. While she walked, she sang, or talked to herself, or anyone around. There were always new friends to be found. Lou had a special power, she realized one day. She could understand what the animals had to say. They would talk and Lou could hear about something that caused great fear among all the animals in the wild. They all said the same thing to the child, trash, trash, it should not be, please take it away from me. On walks around her neighborhood, Lou often saw people up to no good. Some people would not bother to find a trash can and just leave garbage behind. On the ground where we all know it does not belong, even a baby knows that to litter, is wrong. Lou knew the animals were right to worry, and that something had to be done in a hurry. Because trash, trash can be found lying all over the natural ground. In lakes, the ocean, on streets and in parks, humans leave their ugly marks. Why is that? Lou wanted to know. She asked her friends high and low. The trout in the stream didn't have an answer. They just looked at Lou Blue Bubbles and asked her, Who would do this to where we live and swim? Our waters have garbage up to the brim. Trash, trash, it should not be. Please take it away from me. When she looked to the sky and asked the birds, they chirped out the following words. When out searching for places to build a nest, we often ponder as we rest. What is up with all this junk? It's ugly and it smells like skunk. Surely it is not the way it should be. Our ecosystems should be trash free. Look at your own home where you live every day. If there was garbage all around, wouldn't you say, trash, trash, it should not be. Please take it away from me. Lou said, you're right. But what can I do? The birds replied, fix it. It is up to you. Lou knew the birds were 100% right. But the thought of fixing the world's trash problem filled her with fright. For she knew in her heart, her soul, her bone, No way could she go at this alone. Searching for inspiration on what to do, Lou decided to go to the zoo. She asked all the animals for advice, the lions, the turtles, even the mice. They all pointed her in the same direction. The answer was in the Arctic section. At last, she was standing before a polar bear. He calmly waited while she stared. Lou worked up the courage to finally ask, polar bear? I have a major task, but I don't know if this project of mine can be done while there is still time. There is so much garbage everywhere, and I'm just one person, it just doesn't seem fair." The polar bear said, I see your pickle, little one. But don't despair, it can be done. Although one child cannot pick up every piece of litter, they can pick up some, and most importantly, not be a quitter. If they persist and tell all their friends to get involved, surely working together this man-made problem can be solved in fact in the back of this very book you should take a close look there is a flag for you to take next time you visit a park or a lake take it with you wherever you're going pick up trash and feel assured knowing you're being a part of the solution to the problem of garbage and pollution tell your grown-ups to post your cleanups to this website the to help continue the fight. Remember to please take your flag with you and tell your friends to do it too. Take it to nature, a mountain, a lake or stream because you are now an integral part of this dream. Trash, trash, it should not be. We can fix it, you and me. Do what you can with what you have, where you are. Take these flags, cut them out. Give them to friends and family. Encourage others you know to get involved. Remember to have fun outside and leave places better than you found them. The Theodores. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to this special bonus episode. Be on the lookout for next time as I team up with Tyler C. from the Community Experiment podcast for a special collaborative episode on Generation Z as we discuss how this new breed of young adults are shaping our society in surprising ways. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe to the show and share us on social media with your friends and family. Remember, you can find us with a new episode every month on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you do your podcast listening. I'm Jet McLaughlin, and I'll see you next time.